0: decided to start over (laughs) so i started recording the show a few hours ago and uh it was really late in the morning i was getting tired but anyways we we behind the scenes we've been putting together a commercial um for another podcast and i was gonna promote it and it's not it's just not done yet and i don't think it would uh how i put it it would reflect good on the show (laughs) Uh, now my show, but on their show, I think they could do better. So I said, uh, you know what? Let me just cut this short. I'm tired anyway. I'll redo it. I only got into, like I was only like n- not even two percent into the show anymore. it was not So anyways, welcome to the show. I am this little chemical. This is I see things a little differently, and we are here in programming note January 31st. Matter of fact, let me look that up. Yeah, it's January 31st, because it's the last Monday of this month. <clears throat> the show will not be preempted. However, it will not be a wrestling show. As I will be out of town uh for business that weekend. So what I'm gonna do is cause I'm probably not gonna I'm probably not even gonna get a chance to watch the Royal Rumble on Saturday night. I probably won't get a chance to watch it till like Sunday night. Anyways, what I'm probably going to do Yeah, what I'm probably going to do is watch it Sunday night, record the show, and then when I get back that Tuesday or Wednesday, upload the show. So, it will still be a show. It won't be an extra or anything. It will just be later. But I'm not going to delay the show. We're still going to have a show there. Now, it may be a review of one of the Peacemaker episodes. It may be part of the Blacklist series we're doing. I'll let you guys know when when I make my final decision on that. Um, I think Peacemaker comes out this week with the first three episodes. I'm also like five episodes into the eight-part series of The Blacklist, so I have three more to go. <sighs> I'll figure it out. Because I really thought I was going to start a Blacklist series this month, and I forgot about Peacemaker. And actually, there's enough episodes of Peacemaker that's going to probably run us until the Batman. So we probably might not even be able to start the Blacklist series until after that. So I've not forgotten about like I said, five episodes are definitely recorded in the can, so we'll see about all that. Um, either way, that first Monday show, or that, excuse me, the last Monday show of January will not be a wrestling show. You will get a wrestling show that week. It will just be a little bit extra, more a little bit of extra content. So, programming note there to remind you guys. Anyways, a lot's going on the first two weeks, two weeks of this year. Crazy. Today we have ROH news. We have Impact news. We have New Japan news. We have AEW. We have WWE, WWE making big splashes this week. Um, good and bad. Indifferent. How do you feel about it? But let's start with AEW because to me, I think that was most direct thing this week. Um, on Dynamite, the first TBS Dynamite of the era draws big. 1.2 million viewers. And the Hangman me cut that fan off that's annoying i usually don't even have the fan on and i don't know that's just weird anyways um sorry about that so hangman wins the rematch decisively it was a 30 it was gonna be a 30-minute draw at the 29th minute he had to buckshot larry on brian danielson to win the match decisively both men bled this was a classic and something that will re- be remembered at the end of the year, in my opinion. Um, Jay Cargill wins the TBS title. It's funny, I was off, because I I had a final right, I picked the wrong winner. And it's funny, because I read a note, I believe from Fightful, reporting that uh, when Big Swole first tweeted out, uh, I didn't even know this, because I don't have Twitter, but back, I guess a few months ago, whenever um, Big Swole was still with the company, she tweeted out, this tournament is built for her, Cargill, to win. I guess it was internal conversations about switching it because of what Big Swole said. That is very interesting. And it's funny how she said there's no diversity in there, too. But I will say it's Jade Cargill's 23-0, you know, and she's not a first ever TBS champion. And at first, I didn't like this, right? Because Ruby Soho hasn't, like she's had essentially two title matches and over two and those. But I thought about it. What's better than to slay the Giant and give her her first loss? I can see Soho being that person to like give her her first loss and it'll be a, a bigger deal then. Um, it's just interesting to have two women's single titles and it's just very interesting to have two women's singles titles. Sorry, someone was actually like calling me, so I had to stop recording. Uh, it's interesting to have two singles women's championships in this company. They're both currently held by heels. And they haven't started to build to the Thunder rose of Britt Baker. Like Britt Baker just finally beat Riho, um, which was by nefarious means, obviously, on uh, Battle of the Belts. But um, I just thought that was interesting. Very interesting. The surprise of the night, though, was the Jurassic Express winning the tag team titles. And I actually thought that was freaking Awesome because here's my thing, right? I I said this, on, I think it was on the show. My human is about to go off too. I, <laughs> I think I said this on the show, and I know I said this in private. I said Jurassic Express is getting dangerously close to that Rockers, Enzo, and Kaz category where they're a team that's over but never won the tag team titles. Like, I don't even think, and someone will correct me if I'm wrong, I don't even think Enzo and Kaz ever even got a shot at. At the tag team titles in NXT, but they never won the belts. And to me, and say what you want to about them now, say what you want to about Ryback, they were all over at one point in time, like over. You know, I never understood the appeal of Ryback, me personally, but um, people did like him. So, anyways, um, so that was a huge win. Phoenix took an ugly. Bump. his arm so glass not broken i hope he heals up extremely fast we we need him and the great thing obviously we want him to heal up the great thing about phoenix and penta are they are established singles wrestlers as well they just are they're from i, th- I don't know about phoenix but no i think he is too but we all know penta Guy is a former impact world champion he's a former world champion and i believe phoenix is a former world champion too but anyways the point is the bump was nasty I'm super happy for Jurassic Express to get that one. They they needed it. There was a tease in the end, or in the middle of the match, with the, the lights went black. It, it, pun intended here. It might be that Malachi Black and Brody King may be taking those belts off these guys very soon. So it might have been a way to protect Penta and Phoenix while putting massive heat on Brody King and Malachi Black and getting those tag team titles on them. Also a note... I've been I've read a couple different reports from a couple different verif- verifiable sources, really good sources, that said that the reason why we have not seen Marco stunt on television is because they're just not going to renew his contract, and apparently they want AEW would like to do things differently where they don't want to just cut you off with money on your contract and make you just only get your downside payment. They want to make sure you get paid all your money and then cut you. Um, which for those of you who don't know, a downside guarantee is like, let's say if someone's going to make a million dollars a year, right? Well, if they don't make that year, there's a downside part of their contract where it's a part that's guaranteed. That million is not guaranteed if they don't work a year. But let's say if the downsides they'll make a hundred grand that year, that, that's their downside. That's what they're going to make guaranteed. When they get cut, that's what they get for sure. And that's why they're out there for that three months because they're still being paid that downside you know and i'm sure they may get, still get merchandise royalties and all other type of stuff but essentially their bread and butter is their guaranteed check so essentially that's what aew would like to um avoid doing so this is very interesting this is these are two talents now in the last big school included that are essentially um you know being let go we're gonna see a lot more this year we're gonna see a a, a ton more and um, just get used to that, you know? Um, but this was fun. This was good to watch. This was a great surprise. Uh, Cody and Brandi Rhodes are in quarantine after having close contact with a COVID-19 family member. And there was an interim TNT championship match put in place for Battle of Belts, Dustin Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara. And I did like this. Now, it's one thing if Cody would be out of action for months, right? That's one thing. However, the fact that they say, you know what? We're all gonna have this match. I assume Cody was gonna retain, but now you can have it to where Sammy Guevara is now a two-time TNT champion. You can have them combine the belts at, I guess, a Revolution, or I'm sure they may do it on the show. But well, Revolution is actually the first. I think what March 5th. Hmm, interesting. I don't know if you could wait that long. We're, we're literally at the beginning of January, so it won't be that long. But you could do that, do it if you want to. But this makes a very interesting dynamic. You have two TNT champions, and it just makes the belt feel more important instead of having vacant take it. I don't think in the short history of AEW there's been a vacation of a title, has there? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. But it was, this match was good on on Belts. Sammy Guevara sold the hell of a crossroads. And Dustin Rhodes is just an uh, ageless wonder. Just just amazing. So anyways, Sammy Guevara is a two-time TNT champion. And immediately after his win, Daniel Garcia came out. They went face-to-face. They ended up brawling. He will defend his interim championship against Daniel Garcia, this upcoming Wednesday. So good for, for good for him. That's enough for AEW. That's all the notes we have for this week. New Japan. Their Wrestle Kingdom. I am not going to go through that entire ridiculous three-night card. You know, even though technically it's like two nights. I'm going to talk about the highlights. Okada leaves both nights with the New Japan World Heavyweight Championship. And he defeats Will Ospreay. I was so disappointed for Ospreay. But I, I get the feeling he's going to get that belt back this year. I just get the feeling he's going to get that belt back this year, so good for him. Shibata, as Kevin Kelly would say, goes into business for himself. Shibata, who was supposed to just have a grappling match, right before the bell rang, he grabs a mic, says, no, this will be a real wrestling match. Apparently, this was a shoot, not a work. No one knew what he was going to do it. And even though um, they were good to not touch his head, apparently everyone was Scared in the back and so if this was a shoot it was a great way of doing it. if it wasn't a shoot it was a great way of making it seem like it was one either way we saw Shabai's first real match in a very long time so congratulations to him so good to see him back and healthy so those are my takeaways also Kenta was injured in his loss of his United States Championship I thought you had that bell a little bit longer but it is what it is I guess also quick note Joey Janela and Matt Cardona are on the indie scene, and they're re- <laughs> redoing the Randy Savage mach- uh, Randy Savage and Ric Flair angle from WrestleMania 8, where Ric Flair took pictures with Miss Elizabeth, and he said, I had her first. And first of all, that was a great match they had at WrestleMania 8. But it was just a great angle as well with Mr. Perfect laughing in the background, and Flair just cutting the promos. He was cutting, you have Crazy Macho Man Savage. I love how Cardona's like, At Chelsea Green, what the hell? Because they just got married, I think, on New Year's Day, right? So it's just, it's really hilarious. I love this, and I love the new confidence that Matt Cardona has, even though he did not win the Impact World title last night. uh, As I record, this is is Sunday. Um, He did not win it at Hard to Kill. But my God, I love it. Like, he has, once again, this dude, Cardona, has made himself not just, not only relevant, but to me, yeah, he was not necessarily a main eventer in WWE, but he made himself relevant. He, in my opinion, has made himself a main eventer. He's, he knows how to get heat. He knows... he And I think the fact that he has creative control. Like, to me, I never actually watched any of the Long Island Z stuff. I heard about it. I remember people were super excited about it. So I was, I was excited. I was like, this is, this is kind of dope. Someone just gets themselves over I did watch the first one when WWE took over, cause I was like, there's no way this is gonna be good. There's just no way this can be possibly freaking good, and it wasn't. It was actually fucking terrible. <laughs> and um, if you, it feels like this is one of those guys that you just give him the reins and let him do his thing. Give him bullet points, but let him do his thing. He just seems like one of those guys gonna, He's he's gonna get himself over. He's proven it twice now. So I, I love this. I'm gonna be following. If I. If I wasn't so busy, I would literally create a Twitter. Matter of fact, I still may just create a Twitter just to see this angle pull out. Because I, I, I won't watch the match without a doubt. I think it's going to be a good match. But I love what they're doing, and it's fantastic. Um, we're going to leave WWE until the very, very end. We have so much to get through with WWE. Let's talk about Impact's Hard to Kill, which we very rarely talk about Impact on this uh, channel or this podcast. Um, I'm not against it. I did go y- a long time without it. I was... I want to say, I watched Impact. I don't know if I, I, know if I ever told this story. Told man, told you my you made was going off. I don't know if I ever told this story. I was actually one of the few people, Few, excuse me, that's disrespectful, one of the thousands of people that would buy those first uh, TNA NWA pay-per-views, like weekly pay-per-views. I remember watching the first one, and I remember uh, the Battle Royal, the backwards back Royal, Battle Royal, which was a fucking weird... Uh, I remember that. Who was that fucking country singer who suplexed Jeff Jarrett, um, essentially eliminating him? Shamrock won the first belt. I remember uh, Low Key and Jerry Lynn and AJ Styles. The, I remember all that stuff. And I stopped watching it, I want to say. Hmm. Probably after the Samoa Joe Kurt Angle feud, which we talked about on this show before maybe after that me i think then maybe they lost their way no you know what i lost interest is when they took put hulk Hogan and uh, eric brishoff in charge i lost complete interest after that anyways i did not went uh, years without really paying attention to it i remember i i remember i did tune in and see eric young win his first world title um which seemed kind of manufactured which is fine uh and then I I, I, I tune in for intermittent parts because it was recorded, so I would see the spoilers. So I kind of just want to watch and support the people I liked. Um, but I think I didn't got I didn't got back into it because of the delete stuff and the Hardy Compound, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I, ever since then, I've always like I know what's going on. I don't necessarily talk about it every week because for me it's just nothing I want to talk about. But I, just, I do actually keep up with it from uh, week to week from uh, since then. Um, anyways, last night's Hard to Kill. I wasn't expecting to talk about it, but then I saw a few things. One, I saw that former uh, WWE announcer Tom Phillips was joining the broadcast team, and I was like, "What's going on?" And then Matt Stryker earlier in the day, because I had someone screenshot like his Twitter and sent it to me. He said that he was leaving Impact, and then he deleted that tweet. So I was like, "What? What's that about?" You know, then heard that. About, and we still don't know what that's about. I, I don't know what's going on there. But then I actually saw. Um, what happened during the show. And we had an ROH invasion, essentially. Uh, after the team of Heath, Rhino, Eddie Edwards, Rich Swann, and Willie Mack won their five-man tech or their six-man tag, excuse me. Um, we ended up having impact, being invaded by ROH stars, PCO, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, and Vincent with uh, Maria Kanellis, or Maria Bennett, excuse me, um, joined them in there, and they posed. So, RO, ROH is staying alive. Like you see, the world champion Jonathan Gresham everywhere now, and and very interesting. If you have any doubts that they're not coming back, still, and they're gonna be different. We we know this. They're gonna definitely be different. However, um, they're definitely coming back. Like I remember, I was questioning that, and we all I'm sure we were all questioning it, but. Like there, these guys are a lot. These guys and ladies, excuse me, are all alive and well and kicking. And I'm just like, man, like, all right. And Impact is all over the place now because then we had another. That's what we'll, we'll go to later. And there's been a lot of debate about it. I'll give my opinion on that women's Royal Rumble announcement in a second. Um, it will not be what you guys think. I guarantee it. Um, but I, I, I'm happy for these guys and ladies. I'm, I really am. These, these, everyone needs work. You know, and they want to work. And so this will be a fun little angle to do. But the fact that, like, everyone's in imbe- with Impact is very, very fascinating. I, I, I feel like uh, Impact is the prom queen. And everyone's like, hey, what you think about me and you going to prom together? You know, so I, that's how I feel like right now. I feel so good for them. You know, um, good. For, there's a lot of great talent there. And once again, I still maintain I think Tony Storm would do great in that woman's debate. I think she would freaking kill it. Um, Moose did retain his uh, Impact World Championship in the Triple Threat Match, so that was fun to watch. Um, but those were two, two, three two, three things I want to talk about. Finally, and this will be a bulk of the show. As a matter of fact, I'm a, <laughs> I don't want this show to go an hour. I, I actually did not get complaints about my show being an hour last week. Usually, there's always someone like, man, I like your show, because it's to the point. I'll try keep, It's like, well, that 20-minute working right now. I won't try to think about the time. I'll try to just break down things the way I want to break them down. I, I hate rushing. When we when when I rush, I feel like I just I don't get all my points across. So anyways, Bobby Lashley Brock Lesnar is confirmed for the Royal Rumble. That's awesome. So, that's one of my predictions already going to be fulfilled. Um it's surprising cuz I thought it would be a better for a main event at WrestleMania. But after we what they did on Raw, SmackDown, excuse me, it looks like they're going in a direction where I don't necessarily want them to go. Um, but obviously, because I, mean, I think with WrestleMania being two nights, there's a lot more out of getting a Reigns, whoever match, Drew, who he's going to be back, in a Lashley-Lesnar match. But they're going with it right now. And I would assume Brock Lesnar is going to win. Um... But but as I said last week, I can also see it being a thing where he loses the title to Lashley, and then next thing you know, boom, he's in the Royal Rumble, which we don't need another part timer winning the Rumble. I, that would that would really piss me off. Now once again, it pissed me off because the Royal Rumble is my favorite pay per view of all time, so that's why it would piss me off if I'm being completely fucking honest with you. However, I don't I don't know how you get yourself out of this pickle. WWE has a ton of injuries. Not many people ready for prime time, which is WrestleMania, in my opinion. So, this needs to be what it is. Paul Heyman and him are back together. Uh, Paul Heyman took a shot at Rain saying one week without him, he gets his COVID. Um, that was interesting. Also, at the Royal Rumble, we will have Miz and Marie versus Beth, Phoenix, and Edge. Um, so, so I don't know what this WrestleMania is going to look like, but they're getting all this stuff out of the way. We even had Omos defeat AJ Styles. I would have to assume. I did read the reports what, two weeks ago, that they have big plans for both these guys. So, look here. That's probably why they're getting all this stuff out the way now, which is good, you know. Um, So, I'm looking forward to seeing who Edge will be faced up with, who AJ Styles will be faced up with, because this might be his fight. What? He went last year in the tag team, when they went to tag team Tiles at WrestleMania last year. He's been in this tag team for so long. He wasn't in the tag team... The WrestleMania previous because that was WrestleMania that was just in the warehouse. He was in the Boneyard match that year, yeah. And now he may have, he did he actually may have into WrestleMania. Um. So it's been been a good year and change. So I'm excited to see who he goes against. I, I will say this though. Here's my only request, WWE. If anyone's listening, if you're gonna put me against another part timer, can he please win? I just think AJ Styles is so good. He needs, like, he doesn't need. It would be nice for him to have these wins. Like AJ doesn't need a win. He's a Hall of Famer. Taker didn't need the fucking win. I get it. He has never, I get, Styles has, like, the utmost respect for these guys. And it's also reported that he just signed a new three-year deal with the WWE. So, he's locked in. He's in for good. This is this is going to be, he's never going to be in AEW. And if he is, it's going to be not the AJ Styles we see right now. But I doubt he ever goes to AEW. And a wrestling capacity. Um, I just think those wins against those legends, just, just, just add to his legend. You know, I just, that's just my thing. I just, me, I'm a huge, AJ, a huge AJ Styles fan. So anyways, that was the notes from raw. Uh, let's get into SmackDown. The reigns Lesnar Heyman story con- continues to be probably the best thing on the show. Um, It's funny how Reigns came out. He had these facial expressions when he's talking, telling Boston to acknowledge him. He's getting more and more cheers. He's going to eventually be a babyface. But the face he makes when he talks about Paul Hammond is just fantastic. Then I love the segment. where I love the part where Lesnar, because he said he never wants to see any of those two again. All of a sudden you hear Brock Lesnar's music. Brock's smiling. Brock says, hey, you got what you wanted. I got what I wanted. You have your title. I have my title. Now let's give the fans what they want. Me versus you, champ versus champ, title versus title. I'm assuming that's the direction they're going. I kind of hope not because it makes the Royal Rumble so obsolete. So it's kind of like for me, unless they're going to take that belt off of Brock. But then even then, if they take, the, if they take one belt off Brock to give Brock another belt, that's going to be annoying as well. So it's kind of just like whatever, whatever, whatever the bleep, what do you do there? But Reigns turned it down and then... Paul Heyman just becomes, Paul Heyman sounded like a scorned, significant other that was like, I give you my soul and you cheat on me. And then Brock tells him to shut up. Then then Rain says, don't talk to him like that. He says, or what? So then Brock's like, you don't don't understand why you were gone. He was everything to me. What did I say, Paul? And then all you see is Rain slowly backing up. Superman punch. He puts his one hand up. (laughs) Ha ha leaves out this whole thing this three-way report first of all it's fucking hilarious this 3 was with Paul Heyman probably one of the most despised people in the wrestling industry ever also one of the greatest minds in the wrestling industry but it's just hilarious how this is all playing out right and so i don't know where this is going now now the rumor is cuz last week there were just reports from Dave Meltzer and others which i believe they said that Big E was supposed to retain. Now there are reports that Seth Rollins was actually supposed to win at Day One and main event a WrestleMania with the WWE Championship against Big E. Those both got both those guys got fucked. There's a lot of people who are not happy that Big E took that pin. Also, there's this internal belief that WWE, WWE didn't do a good job with his title reign, which that's not actually a pain. That's actually fact. He actually they actually. Did a terrible job. He got pinned by Roman Reigns, which that champ first champ thing is such a bad idea, dude. Because you're going to pin one champ. You're going to have a decisive winner. Usually it's the person that's being pushed the hardest. Big E was not really pushed once he won the WWE Championship. His reign was actually pretty subpar. And I, know people can say, I know some people say the same thing about Kofi, Kofi Kingston, but I think here's the problem. You can even say Drew McIntyre's reign was subpar. Here's the problem with those reigns, though. When you don't have credible challengers lined up, like, look at... Let's compare Kofi Kingston's title run to Drew McIntyre's. Did you notice they both had multiple title matches against Dolph Ziggler? This guy's had more title matches the last three years than anyone in that company, because they've not built up anyone to have to be credible against these guys. So, anyways, I agree with that report. But if that's the case, if that second report is actually true, they both got fucked. Now, what do you do with Seth Rollins and Big E at WrestleMania? Nothing you can you, you we don't we will not know anything about WrestleMania until Royal Rumble for sure. If Lesnar's able to win that match, which I think he should, win it'll be by hook and crook, that's fine. But if he's able to win that match against Brock Lesnar, which is essentially Babyface versus Babyface, now all oh, the doors open for Raw. And now we know for sure we're getting Brock versus Reigns. I'm not a fan of them unifying the titles because you I think it helps both brands to have their own champion. I know some people are like, I'm a purist, I need everyone, and that's cool. But when you have Ric Flair on top for so many years, and I get it, that was a part of the appeal. He was on top and you go to your local city and you tease someone's gonna that no longer works nowadays, dude. Everything's recorded. No one's gonna we I think we all under are under the belief, whether you're a smart, mark, whatever you may be. We know, we have a good idea of when titles are going to change hands nowadays. Just because of the feeling of it. Also, there's a lot of sameness in WWE. We all know this. Even in AEW, it's pretty predictable because of the way they build their stories. But it's a good predictable in AEW. Sometimes it's a good predictable in WWE. I know some people weren't a fan of the way uh, Big E cashed in. Look here, dude. We know they're about ratings. The man still won. I'm happy for him. I wasn't mad. Actually, that mad at it personally. I even watched the um, USA app. I think I was out of town when this happened. Actually, I have a tablet with me and everything. I actually watched the USA app to actually watch it happen. You know, it's to see this moment, not just on YouTube. Anyways, um, so to me, if Lashley's was able to win, if, able to, if they pull that trigger and Lashley gets that win... That opens up raw and, and a plethora of ideas that he can do. We know we're getting one more Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns match. We don't need to unify titles. I I think it just I, that's why I love the first brand split. Even though it's not technically a brand split, I feel like people like CM Punk won't get would never get world title reigns. Rey Mysterio would never get his world title reign. Booker T would never even though King Booker was a great. Great gimmick. He wouldn't have gotten a world title if it was just one world title. JBL does not get the WWE Championship from Eddie Guerrero. He does not. Those Having two belts helps that company because there's so much talent. And you could at least try something. Did it work out with Jack Swagger? No, it did not. But you can try stuff like that. You know? So, anyways. So, I think that's one of the best things on there. Also, some something weird going on. So, Fox tweeted out a picture at the end of the night, or towards the middle of the night. uh, Adam Pearce said, hey, I'm going to pick your next opponent for a Royal Rumble. Reigns said, pick whoever you want. I'll smash I'll smash everybody on this roster. The very end of the night, there's a knock on Roman Reigns' door. All you see is Seth Rollins come in. Seth Rollins, remember, is a contracted Raw wrestler. Brand split be damned. And they look at each other, stare at each other, and all you hear is Rollins laugh. Um, so Fox had tweeted out a picture of Barack, Le- excuse me, of Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. Um, then they took that back. They deleted it. And now, now I have now as of, as of this recording, I have not seen WWE make that official that that's the match for the Royal Rumble, but it seems to be that's the match for the Royal Rumble, which is going to be an excellent match. Um, actually, to be perfectly honest with you, I've, I, I'm less, like, usually I look less forward to the singles matches on the Royal Rumble and just the Royal Rumble. I can skip over everything and just watch the Rumble match. Actually, I'm looking more forward to those two matches than I am the Royal Rumble because I just don't think it's going to be useful this year. No, to the men, not the women. Um, the women's is a whole different thing we'll get to in a second. So it's going to be very interesting because the women's is... The women's division is plagued in WWE right now. Speaking of the women's division, Sasha Banks is out six to f- six four to six weeks with a bad foot, so she will make WrestleMania, which is awesome. We don't need a, uh, even though she's never won one, we don't need a. Uh, um, <laughs> we do not need a uh, Sasha Banks list WrestleMania. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Um, now apparently. Here's the news that's got a lot of people up in arms. And you don't need to be on social media. i barely on social media. I think I just checked um, my average time I have on Instagram uh, daily. It went from 20 minutes to 10 minutes. <laughs> so I'm barely on social media, right? But you don't need to be on long, long to know that this was very controversial. The forbidden door being open when they announced the Women's Rumble. We have returns from Lita, Summer Rae who reignited her feud on Twitter with Natalya? They had one when they were both on Total Divas. The returning Bellas. Then they said it would be the knockout woman's champion who just retained her title in a bull rope match against Jordana Grace. Mickey James making her return after Trash Bag Gate happened last year, which got a number of people fired. And she's been very vocal about how WWE wouldn't take her ideas and all sorts of stuff, but they actually announced that she's a Knockouts Women's Champion and she would be in the Royal Rumble, which is fucking huge. Which I, I'm assuming. Take that back. I'm in my opinion, just my opinion. Don't get mad. Who cares if you get mad? I think that's the only reason she retained that title last night is because, why wouldn't you like having your your Women's Champion? on a show that's going to be seen by hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions, you know, like, because Peacock, and you know, people don't sign up for Peacock just for WWE. Like, I didn't realize how dope Peacock was. I remember I signed up for Peacock because of WWE, and I was kind of pissed off, like blah, blah, blah. And I started going through it. My, I, sent my, cause I told my sister about Peacock because they had The Office on it. Never seen a second of the fucking office. But I know she was mad that it left Netflix or whatever it was on. So, as I started, I said, let, me, let me see what else they got on here. And then I saw Everybody Loves Raymond. And I was like, okay, even if WWE Network goes back to their own entity, I will pay the $10 a, a month strictly for Everybody Loves Raymond. I remember just like months before, uh, I was looking for how to watch scenes like, because you could watch shit on YouTube, but it's just like clips or whatever. And I was like, how do I actually watch everybody loves like, reruns of it? Because I don't have cable. Once I seen that, I said, I am all in on Peacock anyway. So, anyways, who wouldn't want their champion on there? But this got a ton of interesting takes because some people said, well, you know, they only did it because they don't have enough women on the main roster. Well, they did this because they fired so many people. It's uh, people, it's a little bit of everything. Here's the thing you're going to have Charlotte Fleur not in the Rumble. Because she's she's gonna, I'm assuming, defending her title. You're not gonna have Becky Lynch on the mat on the Rumble because she's defending her title. And to me, I don't think you can have the controversy of this Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns thing going with you know with that Brock Brock showing up in the Rumble is a is a I would say it's a 75% possibility that's gonna happen, right? You can't have the same thing with the woman's rumble, you need this to be decisive, right? so then you're these two have those two are gonna have matches then you have to think about the two opponents they're gonna have matches with that's four women out of the rumble match right they already don't have a lot of women on the main roster now that tony storm is just jetted off that's one less you have those four that makes five sasha banks is injured bailey is injured now unless Bailey's recovered and we don't know which would be a great surprise and if she is a surprise she should be winning the rumble to challenge charlotte flair But as of right now, let's just say that seven women we know will not be in the Rumble. If you look at the NXT 2.0 women, the only women I could think would be even ready enough to be in there would maybe be Raquel Gonzalez, um, Dakota Kai. Even though Dakota Kai already, I think wasn't Dakota Kai in last year's Rumble too. Either way, they don't have a lot of women on that roster. So that part is true. Now, where I feel it's a little over-exaggeration is the firing. They have 30 women in that company that they can use. Like, they still have NXT 2.0. If you want to, you can use all of Toxic Attraction. You could use the Kodakai, Rago Gonzalez. You can use Core Jade. They have at least 30 women on that. Now, if we're trying to get into 40, 50 women Rumbles, that's what they won't do. They're not, well, I was going to say they're not stupid. I won't go that crazy and be stupid myself. But... um I would definitely say let's be realistic. <laughs> um, anyways, so that's cool. I I'm all for it. I think Mickey James is hmm. Let me think about this. Let me think about a good analogy. One that maybe not everyone will get, but enough people will get. I can't think of one. I can't think of one at a time. I do think if we did a list, and I know I'm gonna be asked to do this now, if we did a list of the top 10 most underappreciated talents in WWE history alone, Mickey James is on that list. Christian Cage is on that list. Mickey James to me is not only a, a gorgeous, stunning woman. She's personality for days. She can play heel. She can play face great wrestler yeah she may have lost a step she may have gotten older but she was never a high flyer or anything she, she she so she can take her time and adjust like people forget steve austin was a technical wrestler or a really good technical wrestler after his uh situation with owen Hart in 97 SummerSlam, he became a brawler and it became more exciting these people they're professionals they can definitely change their style up and Mickey James is one of those people. I believe in Mickey James personally. Like if I had a bucket list, which I don't, I probably, if I I'm not making one, fuck you guys. But I would want to meet Mickey James. I think Mickey James is just awesome. And I think she's one of the most underappreciated talents of all time. Uh, but anyways, I'm happy to see it. I think it's truth in both. Yeah, they fired a lot of people. They weren't using them anyway. They just they those mother bleepers weren't gonna be in the Royal Rumble anyway. So let's just be honest there. So, anyways. Um, I just think that's kind of cool. I don't know what's gonna happen, but um, I'm excited for the Royal Rumble. At least the women's, at least. Um, I, I, I love me a good Royal Rumble match from WWE. Um, sometimes they ruin it, but last year was good. I didn't like the winner of the men's, but it was a good Rumble. Obviously, I got I I had the one of the best I've ever seen Christian Cage come out in that Rumble as a surprise. I may now I may rewatch that Rumble now. That's exciting. Um, but, anyways, that was awesome. But let's get to the other news, um, which is less. can uh, me less excited. Well, no. Let's, first, let's hit. It's all NXT news for us to show. New Year's Evil. Carmelo Hayes unifies the North American Championship with the Cruiserweight title. I heard the name you're gonna, they're going to stick around and call it. I guarantee you that's not the name they're going to keep it going. They were saying it's the North American Cruiserweight Championship. No one's going to say that. No one. Ever is gonna wake up and say that long ass name. So I'm assuming there's gonna eventually knock the cruiserweight off, and it'll just be the North American Championship, and that's fine. Now, Braun Breaker fulfills his destiny, wins the NXT title. His dad, Rick Steiner, comes in after the show goes off the air, congratulates him. Braun Breaker, oh, Champa, you know, ends up showing respect to Rick Steiner, which is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, one of the greatest active wrestlers of all time, him and his brother. He ends up winning with his uncle's steiner recliner which is fucking awesome so uh now he is champ let's see how this goes i'm believing he probably will be on the main roster by SummerSlam at this point now now did they pull the trigger on him winning why not so here's the news WWE starts this year off a bunch of fucking releases it was all nxt it was all nxt 1.0 people too um rajin singh Ryan Cates, William Regal, Road Dog, Ace Steel, George Carroll, Allison Danger, Danny Birch, Suzuki from Diamond Mine, Timothy Thatcher, Gabe Sapolsky, Samoa Joe, and a bunch of different office people lost their jobs as well. We cannot forget, just because we see these people on TV, they're not the only ones losing their jobs. Like, a ton of office people lost their jobs as well, and that's obviously not going to be the breaking news because we don't know those people but those people are essentially are essential to a lot of the talent we see on air like the like the creative services and the jim johnson's those are the unsung heroes a lot of times now we were so fortunate to hear jim johnson's name for so many years but i guarantee you dude who heard of jim johnson's name in the in the the early 90s you know it wasn't until the mid-90s or whatever but i'm sure that his themes were just so iconic you know, he was knocking him out that, you know, got to that point. But um, Samojo fired for the second time this year, which is, well, in a, within a year, which is depressing. Um, let's take these, not name by name, because you guys don't know a lot of these people. Ace Steel is one of those guys that, that is a great trainer. He trained CM Punk, actually. Um, great trainer. Um, Rajan Singh was used to be the manager for The Great Khali. Um, done a lot in NXT. William Regal. The outpouring of affection for William Regal. Obviously, and he was very humble with it, classy with it, and he should have been. He's right, WWE did save his life twenty one years ago, and he had a hell of a run. You know, I I don't get why they would fire him, because he seems to be the it's like when they fired Fit Finley, and he was the one that was I one that trained up a lot of the women we see like your Trish Stratas's and your lead leaders, and they only got better because of Fit Finley. William Regal is the reason for a reason a lot of times like he's the one sean michaels gets the credit but william Regal's is the one who trained brian danielson brian danielson is the one that he cra- he credits more william regal than than Shawn michaels and he should william regal is that kind of person whoever and mick foley's right whoever hires william regal and i'll be surprised if AEW does not hire him in the producer role i'll be stunned you know and i was and all these people the one thing they have in common all triple h people he has to be extremely bummed and I feel for this guy because, like, he's his vision's dead, you know, and he, he's clearly never going to take over the main roster. That Those, those were the people that he was going to bring to the main roster. We know that. Like, Samoa Joe told the story. He said when he got fired the first time, he sent a text just thanking Triple H. And he said Triple H texted him and said, hey, don't talk like that. Give me two hours. And at two hours, Triple H had worked up a package to bring Samoa Joe back. That's crazy. As a matter of fact, on a side note, I very rarely watch Renee Paquette's podcast, uh, Oral Sessions. I see clips over YouTube all the time. I saw her with Scarlett and uh, Killer Cross, And the way she starts to interview off is, what the bleep happened, right? And Killer Cross, you can tell, he um, he doesn't know what happened. <laughs> he, he just says that it was like a lot of miscommunication, a lot of things he didn't understand. And to me, that's crazy, but it's but it's what we hear all the time. Like I watched like I want to say thirty minutes, forty minutes of the show. It's like it's like an hour show. I I I think you guys should watch that episode. It's on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. I recommend it personally. Um, the way they the way they just uh, he just explained things. It was like that had to be a frustrating situation just to 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 talk to Triple H and to be as creatively involved as he was and to do the entrances and everything like that and then to then go to the main roster and then say hey your 15 minute match or whatever it was is now cut down to 90 seconds and then to essentially ruin that storyline which was a great storyline nxt with 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 william regal and and uh samoa joe where he put hands on regal and oh man it was fucking great you know and that was ruined because of it but my suggestions watch that to me, whoever like I said, I agree with McFoley though. Whoever hires William Regal, and i would be stunned if AEW does not hop on him as a producer, they'll be crazy not to. You you guys have to listen. Who, people who listen to my show often know I'm not big on AEW taking everybody, right? Because we're gonna, we know they're gonna lose people. But William Regal is a find, and I guarantee you, if they get William Regal as a producer, not only will we see better quality matches than we see now. We will see a lot more confidence. We will will see people who, like Lee Moriarty or or Alpha Flight, whatever their names are. I forgot their names. I'm so sorry about that. Um, They will only grow and get better because of it. So that's their loss. Uh, Road Dog was teasing uh, being in AEW. I don't think they would pick. I I don't see why they wouldn't, but I don't see why they would. Um, That one I'm kind of fuzzy on. Um, Samoa Joe. Let's get to him. People are going to... He's going to wrestle again. Because, first of all, let me get to this. And I'm not a big conspiracy theorist. I'm just not. I truly believe they only... I, here's my thing. Once they knew they were going to NXT, 2, NXT 2.0, they didn't want some more Joe in the ring anymore. Once they, I believe they knew about to take over two months beforehand, three months beforehand, before, before we ever heard of it, right? And then once it the got broke, they were already in the middle of the storyline. They knew Killer Cross was going to the main roster. This was the best way to take that belt off of him. I don't believe he was hurt, Samoa Joe. I don't believe it. I don't believe he was hurt. I I, I unless he comes out and says it, which I doubt he will, because I heard the one podcast interview he did with Steve Austin many years ago after he got released from TNA or after they could he wasn't released. They 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 they, they wanted him to take a pay cut. He didn't agree to pay cut, so he quit. Right? He was very humble with that. Like he doesn't talk bad about companies, from what I can tell. Here's my thing. I still don't think he was hurt. I think he, even the way he vacated, it was fucking weird. He, it was terribly weird. I think they said, hey, we need to pretend like he's going to defend the title, but no. I think they just didn't want him on TV anymore because, once again, Kevin Dunn and WWE investment man. And he won the match, became a three-time NXT champion, and then I think they said, let's just take the belt off of you. You're going to be a scout. It's fine. Which he was okay with. I truly believe we have not seen the end of Samoa Joe in the ring. I don't believe he was hurt. And I do believe we're gonna see him all over the Indies. Let's do if he ever he may sign a deal with AEW, I don't think he should. But I think we're gonna see a lot. I think we're gonna see him versus Eddie Kingston. I think we're gonna see him versus fucking Malachi Black. I think we're gonna see we're gonna see him all over the Indie scenes. So if you and Samoa Joe is someone I definitely want to meet. If you if you see him, you need to probably get him wrapped up before he signs like a producer deal with AEW or something becomes a Jerry Lynn. Because I can see him going that way. But he is too much to give to this industry to just disappear. I, I believe he's like, like four or five years before he like just completely just whew, wipes away, right? Because I do believe people like him and Styles are going to disappear. When they disappear, they're going to disappear. But I I've been holding back on saying that. I've been I've been asked about my opinion about Smoke. Joe. I've been I just have ignored it on purpose. But now he's fired. Oh, I definitely believe that the whole thing was we want to go in a different direction. And this is what we're going to do. And I don't believe he was hurt at all. I just don't believe it. But anyways, he, we have not seen it now. What's interesting is he's back on an NXT deal. I'm assuming it's not 90 days. I'm assuming it's 30 days. We'll, we we'll hear more in the upcoming future about that. But since he's not on the main roster anymore, he was a scout and all this other stuff. I would assume him and Regal can be as free as 30 days off these nxt contracts now nxt 2.0 that that might they might be under the 90 day i don't know either way bottom line i'm excited for a lot of games won't be out of work for long great talent great writer great mind for the business i can't wait to see what samoa joe's next move is i cannot wait to see that so and lastly Vin, uh walter his last nxt uk match has been announced I don't know what they're gonna do with him but sweet jesus off the cross hopefully he's not fired next <laughs> but yeah I think, I, but i do think this is in the champ's run where we see him next only only heavens knows. so uh anyways that was it that's all i want to talk about um did not want to end in a pressing note but it was like so much wwe news i was like you know what let me just knock this the fuck out you know so anyways that is the monday show for this week this wednesday we have a interview with um somebody who i'll keep that secret you have to listen to the show and um we'll go from there so thank you for listening enjoy your week i'll listen i'll listen you guys will listen to me on wednesday